All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Owner Journey podcast. Our guest today is Brennan Malone, UNC commit. You probably know him from his 97 mile an hour fastball. Brennan, what's up today? Uh, nothing much. You know, just got back in town, Charlotte, uh, back from school. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to be back home for the holidays. Awesome. And glad that we can reconnect after, after connecting in Jupiter, but would love to dive right into your background and, um, you know, your story for, uh, players listening to, listening to this who, you know, maybe don't know your story. How'd you get into the game and just talk about your, your come up? Um, I kind of got into the game. I mean, I played every sport when I was younger and, uh, I kind of just enjoyed baseball a little bit more. Um, but the first, the first memory I have of it is just playing pitch and catch in the backyard with my grandpa and, uh, just trying to throw it as hard as I could at him or trying to throw a different, a slider type, type things or, um, but just having fun with it back then. And, and, uh, it just really brings up good memories. Just, uh, playing backyard catch with my grandpa. So at what point did you realize baseball was something that you had uh, an elite ability? And what was the process like in terms of did you play locally? Um, did you always do travel ball? Or did you get more into travel ball in high school? Um, I mean, I was always kind of kind of bigger, I guess you could say. And and I, I was good at it, I guess. Um, but I think it was about eighth grade where I really – Felt like I could play college baseball, and that's where my kind of velo jumped. Um, but I feel like um, I didn't get into any of the travel ball stuff really until maybe seventh grade um, when I started playing with the on-deck O's. Um, you know, I played rec ball and, and select ball up till about the you know, sixth grade just because, you know, I couldn't um, I couldn't keep up with all the sports if I played travel. Um, so that was, that was a really big thing. I just kind of played all the sports and, and kind of picked baseball just cause I felt like I was, I was better at it and I enjoyed it more than any other sport. Um, but yeah, that's eighth grade's about where it started. Yeah. And for context, I've met this guy in person. This is, this is a big man we're talking about. Um, <laughs> so this is a, this is a big man. Um, Talk about, uh, to that end, talk about um, your physical development. You know, I get that you were always, you know, one of the bigger guys. I mean, for, for your frame and obviously your velocity in the upper 90s, I'm sure you've put in a lot of work. It's not just all natural ability, though I'm sure that's that's part of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but just talk about uh, your development, I guess, from that eighth grade point when you realize this is something that you were elite at. How did you get better? What are some of the things uh, that you did to get to this point? Because I'm sure so many players who are listening to this, they all want to throw 97, and they all want to be, you know, big on the mound and stuff. Mm -hmm. And even if they play in the field, everyone wants a strong arm. So, what are some of the things that you did um, to develop your arm strength? Um, I'd say I really, I, I mean, of course, it's a lot of hard work. You gotta, you gotta want it every single day. But one of the big things I did were, were kind of focused on the little back muscles and like the rotator cuff and like those individual muscles in the back. Um, to get stronger and develop more arm speed and arm strength. Um, so that's a big one. I think the other thing is your hips and leg, how explosive you are in your hips and your legs and your core. Um, so I did a lot of lunges and, and squats and all that type of stuff. Um, but I mean, I, I work out 
almost like a regular person, I guess, would just trying to put on mass. Um, except I don't do too much upper body. Um, you know, I I do a lot more legs than anything else. So I think that's that's a really big key to to throwing hard. So are you doing like long toss? I imagine you're doing a lot of bands and arm care stuff. Yeah, I, I um, do. I do a simple way. Go ahead. Um, I do a two pound ball. I do some uh decelerator type stuff. Um, but I, yeah, I, I also long toss when it's when it's time, um, to uh, get going a little bit. Yeah, I long toss about every every two to three days. I gotcha. So talk about. Uh, if you remember or could just generalize, like what were your velocity jumps like, like from eighth grade freshman year up mm-hmm. till now? Um, was there one big jump or was it like a pretty steady progression? Um, I think it was kind of a steady progression. Um, the the seventh to eighth grade year was the biggest jump, I think. But um, my eighth grade year, I was throwing about mid 80s and then I jumped to about 88, 90 and like close to the end of freshman year. Um, sophomore year is up to 94, 95, and then, uh, kind of junior was kind of the same. Um, and then the summer, I kind of just jumped a little bit more. I mean, yeah, pretty much has been a consistent, consistent jump every time that I'm in the weight room and off season. So, um, it's been good so far that way. And I'm hoping I can see a little bit more progression in there, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the spring. Yeah, for sure. One of the questions that we get all the time is how hard do I need to be throwing at X age to, you know, go D1 or get looks from scouts? Mm-hmm. And I always tell kids, as someone who wasn't a, a pitcher but a position player, I always say, look, from my understanding, I think coaches just want to see your ability to pitch and, and get hitters out. Um, what would your advice be to people listening um, who have like a similar question in terms of like around velocity? Um, one, is it really that important? Like, obviously it's great to throw hard, but from your experience being around other elite pitchers and pitchers of all levels, Mm -hmm. uh, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on that question? Um, I mean, yeah, velocity is great, but you have to have the command and the stuff to stuff to do it. So I'd say even at a, uh, even at my age, you, you just have to work on command and how to, how to pitch, you know, in the off season, that's the time to get to get stronger and and have that ambition to throw a little bit harder um but i'd say just focus on your mechanics and and working on throwing strikes and and your breaking balls um first before you worry about command or velocity too much just because you know velocity without command is is really nothing you know um but uh i feel like just just working on those little things will will help in the long run uh and not just velocity you can work on velocity in the off season yeah i totally agree so in terms of your progression uh at what point did unc and other schools i imagine get interested in you at what point uh did you commit mm-hmm. and what steps what steps did you take uh to get on you know a school like unc what what steps did you take to get on their radar um, well, I, I started getting looked at my freshman year and then the freshman, or my summer after my freshman year, I committed to UNC. I had a lot of offers from ACC and SEC just cause that's, that's where I live. Um, and then my steps I kind of took, I mean, 
WWBA was a really big help. Um, my coach, my coaches could call up, uh, college coaches and be like, we have this kid you want to, might, you might want to see. Um, and that was like the first time I've ever been at WWBA. So when I showed up, there was just lines of college scouts kind of around because the week or a couple of days before I hit 90 or 91, and you know, I was a freshman. So I guess that was a pretty big deal, but, um, I think the perfect game stuff helped me a lot uh, with exposure. That's all I've ever done. I haven't done too many like camps or anything like that, but I know that's that's also helpful as well to uh, get seen a little bit. Um, but I think I think the WWBA and, and the perfect game showcase were were a big help. Yeah, for sure. I think one of my uh, favorite moments down in Jupiter was all those scouts. I think it was. Uh, maybe the first or second day when you were pitching mm-hmm. and all the golf carts lined up there um, to see you throw. I mean, that, that was amazing to yeah, see. I mean, sure. there must've been there. I mean, the perfect game obviously posted the the picture of it and some, some video. And that was you who was on the mound in that clip that kind of went viral mm-hmm. um, of, of all the golf carts. Um, that was definitely cool to see. Um, talk a little bit about um, your goals now that you are committed and have been committed for some time. What's the process been like um, being committed basically since your freshman year uh, to, to continue to be motivated? And uh, what are some of the goals that you've set and achieved and some that you are still working on up, up through kind of the end of high school? Mm, I'd say my biggest goal is just is just to have the opportunity to be even, even go high in the draft. You know, even if I don't decide to go in the draft, I feel like it'd just be a, an awesome opportunity to even have that in front of me. Um, depending on whether I go to college or, or not. Um, I don't think it really matters. I'd just love to have the opportunity for that. But um, I'd say another a lot of goals I have is just to get my, my off-speed stuff a lot better and, and uh, have more control over my stuff and uh, be more consistent. You know, I just want to – I want to last deeper into the games and, and be able to, to really shut people down. Um, so I'd say those are – those are the two biggest goals is to just set up myself for the best position possible in the draft and and uh just focus on getting better every day. Yeah, for sure. Um what are some of the challenges that you faced? I imagine it hasn't been just a straight line to, you know, all the success that you've achieved. Um mm-hmm. are there any challenges or adversity that you've been through along the way um that you had to push through and uh, what what was your mentality to kind of get through those situations? Uh-huh. Uh I feel like in the weight room I have the most struggle sometimes where where I'm not gaining weight or or putting as much weight on the bar as I, I feel like I need to. Um, those are where the mental comes in. You just have to be mentally strong and push through those those little things and just keep working as hard as you can. Um, I mean sometimes it's it's just you need a break. You need you need some time off and recovery. Um, but other times you just got to push through it and, and keep grinding in the gym. For sure. Talk about, uh, your experience being an all American, um, you know, doing all the other elite events, uh, besides just the all American game. Yeah. Talk about what it's been like to, you know, be around some of, uh, who are now your, your friends and your buddies, um, and, and what that's meant to you. And then also, uh, kind of the impact that it's had. I'm sure it's elevated your game to obviously be around the best of the best mm-hmm. and talk about how you do that on the field and um, what your mentality is kind of off the field in terms of like your circle and who you're spending time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, first of all, this summer has been amazing. Um, 
being able to play at the Padres Stadium and 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 Wrigley Field, uh, those were amazing. Um, you know, just on the field, those on and off the field, those guys are my one of my some of my best friends. You know, those great people to be around. Uh, you can pick their brain all the time. Ask them what how they throw a certain pitch. Ask them um, all types of stuff. How they get through mental blocks. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've created a great relationship with those guys over the summer, uh, especially being Team USA and being with those guys for for two plus weeks. Um, you know, you you get really close to those guys, and and you'll, those are some of the times I'm going to remember forever. Yeah, for sure. Talk a little bit about the off the field aspect. That's something that we've dove into um, mm-hmm. in some of the other conversations and interviews. Talk about, um, I guess, what level of sacrifice has it required for you to achieve your goals in terms of like the social aspect? Um, obviously, playing travel ball is a huge commitment, which you, I think, mentioned earlier. Um, how does it feel to have uh, the level of commitment that you do? Like, do you feel like you're missing out on stuff? Just talk a little bit about that aspect, because I think that's super important for high school players to understand the level of commitment that different players take. Uh, mm-hmm. to get to the level that you're at. Um, just would love to hear kind of your thoughts on that mm-hmm. and uh, any advice that you might have for, for kids out there. Well, first of all, I feel like at this level, you just you just kind of have to accept that you're, you're different. You can't do everything that the regular kid might be able to do. But, I mean, I still feel like I'm a regular kid, and I feel like I still do the regular things that the kids do and, and do what I love to do. Um, but, no, nah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like too much of a job just because I I love baseball so much and and you know I, I feel like I every time I get the chance to go out there I want to go out there and uh compete. So I don't I don't feel like I'm missing out on too much. Um I'm too busy having fun on the baseball field. Uh but I mean you you got to have the focus off the field to to do the right thing and and stay on the right path. You know it's I know it's hard for a lot of kids. Um you know you just got to stay stay within your little circle and, and uh, keep your uh, eyes on the prize. Right. I mean, you're Brennan Malone. I mean, you're one of the top 10 prospects in the country. Um, you know, we've talked about how hard you throw, you're going to UNC. I'm sure people are, you know, hitting you up on Instagram, texting you all the time. You know, they just want to, they want to know you. They want to be your friend. Um, you know, they, they see your ability. I'm sure it's, it's tough. So what I'm just trying to frame is, you know, for a player listening to this who's, uh, you know, sophomore or junior who's just uncommitted, a JV varsity player, um, you know, there's just certain things that they might have to do or give up um, to get to the level they want to get to, which yeah. probably isn't UNC, but it might be, uh, you know, a D2 or D3 program versus, you know, them missing out on college baseball altogether. So I just think in the way that the culture is, um, you know, for someone who's kind of under the microscope that I'm sure you're under. And it's great to, to hear that it doesn't feel like that because that's kind of what I dislike about what social media creates is it creates a bubble and everyone's analyzing every single thing that you put out and mm-hmm. every single word. Like, I don't think, you know, you, you are a kid and um, you should just be able to enjoy the game. So I think it's great that you're in that position considering where you are in the ranks and kind of the direction that you're going. But what I'm trying to get at is, um, you know, to use what you just said as an example, where if you can somehow rise above it uh, and rise above the noise, then someone listen to this who doesn't have as much buzz 
and as much attention as you have mm-hmm. uh, can certainly make the, make the right decisions to um, go in the right direction. And I think for a lot of players, you know, that's uh, if they're looking for a way to get started or kind of separate themselves from being average to at least above average or a good player, um, it's easy to look at kind of what you're doing on the weekends and mm-hmm. uh, who you're hanging around and stuff and um, make smart decisions. Um, what's uh, some fun, some more fun questions now? Like what's like the coolest part? You mentioned playing at Petco and, and Wrigley. Um, what's been the most fu- fun part for you um, on this whole journey of kind of rising through um, the ranks? Um, I'd say just traveling to different places. I mean, I don't exactly love the, the process of traveling, but I, I do love going different places and seeing different places and and just being around different environments. Um but you know the the Wrigley game was was really cool just because you there's so many people that have played there before you and uh you know it's just a really special experience there. Um you know that I think just being around the guys and and traveling to different places is the most fun part of this summer. And who's the coolest person that you've gotten to meet? throughout the journey i'd probably say trevor hoffman i mean i mean he's a hall of famer um i mean when i walked out of the the pg game you know he hopped in his little ferrari um so i mean it was pretty cool to to see him and kind of meet him and talk to him that is pretty cool all right before we wrap up the last question that i've uh closed each of these interviews with is um like i mentioned the the player listening to this is probably looking for uh, something to get started to at least go in a better direction, whether it's exposure or development or mm-hmm. life or something else. Um, so what's one piece of advice that you can leave uh, that player with? It can be anything. It doesn't have to be specific to one thing. Uh, but what's what's your best piece of advice? Uh, I'd probably just say just don't focus on any. I wouldn't say not focus on anybody else but you, but try to focus on yourself and 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 try to better yourself, even if it, even if it kind of blocks your friends away and, and all that stuff, you know, you just got to keep like focusing on your goal. Um, I would just say just never lose sight out of your goal and, and what you do and uh, make sure you think twice. Yeah, absolutely. Look, if it's uh, if it's you giving the advice, I would, I would definitely take it. Congrats <laughs> on, you know, everything that Thank you've you accomplished. And I know it probably just feels like the beginning and uh, it probably is. So I know that we're looking forward to, following along and uh, where where can these guys find you if they don't follow you on social media um like what's your instagram what's your twitter where do you want them following you uh my instagram is just brennan malone and my twitter is brennan r malone awesome all right guys we'll definitely shoot brennan a follow i know we've been following along um it's been a lot of fun to see all his success um and if you enjoyed this episode of the owner journey podcast please subscribe Uh, leave us a nice five-star review if you could and some nice comments and uh, we'd really appreciate it but until next time uh, this is the own your journey podcast and we'll see you on the next episode comments and uh, we'd really appreciate it but until next